You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming back to the Buff Hub on Buffalo Rumblings. I'm your host, Steve Vega, and I am super pumped and thankful that Ryan Talbot opened up his schedule uh, to fill in for my brother. So my brother lives in Buffalo, and he was going to jump on the podcast, and uh, he's being a helpful fellow Buffalonian and um, helping one of his buddies move. So that's what my brother's doing. I hope, hopefully I'll have him on soon. But Ryan, thank you so much for being here. I believe uh, you can find all your things on Syracuse.com and NYUP, correct, sir? Yes, that is correct. And thanks for having me on. Oh, 100%. Man, you and uh, you and Matt Perino, you guys are like my lunchtime entertainment at work on the Shout uh, podcast. I always watch it on YouTube. And even if I get a, if it airs and then I, you know, get back to it an hour later. I'm always making sure I can get caught up with you guys. It's nice to see that y'all are still running that. So how is that going by the way? Yeah, it's going great. You know, we, we usually do a Wednesday night show, uh, a live show with a guest, but then obviously through training camp, we've been doing these uh, daily podcasts when the bills have had practices uh, and, and those are going really well too. A lot of interaction from the bills mafia fan base, which we're really appreciative for. Uh, and then as soon as it's over, we push it out on all the major uh, podcast platforms. So it, going extremely well. Thanks for asking. Oh, for sure. I mean, we have so much catching up to do, but um, what better way than to talk about football? But first, because I always see this behind you whenever I am watching the Shout Podcast. So I have to ask you a question. Which bear is best? No, it's funny. Actually, look at this is my coffee mug right now. Bears, oh. that'll start Galactica. Dwight on the front. I, I am an office junkie. Oh my uh, goodness. Wearing a, wearing a Stanley chef boy. It's actually <laughs> chef. Uh, boy, yeah. have you lost your damn mind shirt? Oh so, my goodness. Yeah. So I'm, I'm always repping the office. If I'm not, uh, repping 26 shirts or something like that, it's, it's like one or the other for me. Literally the best show that has ever aired on television. I love it. I love it more than I got to say it. I think it's better than friends. I think it's better than Seinfeld. I, I really think it's the top show to just rewatch and take a break and rewatch it again. It's just so funny. But, um, so, Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be talking about Josh Allen's progression. I know there was a lot of news with his 300 yards, um, and you know, 45 attempts passing the other day. So we're going to talk about that a little bit to begin. And then we're going to get into each of us, two games that we're super excited about and we think Bills fans should mark on their calendar. So without further ado, let's jump right into this, Ryan. So how about you give me your spiel on what you think uh, Bills fans should take from uh, just seeing what Josh Allen accomplished uh, recently at practice? Yeah, I think it should be really encouraged. You know, in terms of training camp as a whole so far, there's been more good days than bad, uh, bad days based on, you know, what Matt's saying, based on what all, all the beat reporters are saying that are there in attendance. And you have to remember a lot of those practices he's going up against Buffalo's first team defense, one of the top defenses in the league. So he's not always going to have outstanding days when you consider who he's going against. 
Uh, if he was having outstanding day after outstanding day after outstanding day, I'd actually be getting a little bit concerned about the performance of the defense. Now, scrimmage wise, the 300 yards in, in two and a half quarters, 45 attempts, that was against the second team defense, but he did what he was supposed to do. And he did it without his top wide receiver, Stefan Diggs dealing with a lower back soreness. Uh, so Allen went out there and John Brown had a day. Uh, Cole Beasley had, had a day. Gabriel Davis had a day. We're talking, uh, I think Matt said six receptions, give or take for Gabe, Gabriel Davis and about the same amount there for Beasley and for John Brown. So he's kind of dialing it up in terms of hitting those favorite targets. Uh, two of them obviously being returning faces from last year, Gabriel Davis being a rookie who's really had a nice showing at camp. And then what we've seen so far is there is a rapport with Allen and Diggs at a recent practice against the first team defense. He, he hit Diggs three passes in a row. And then later in that same drive, he hit, uh, or maybe it was a later drive, but same practice, four plays in a row connection with Diggs. So seven receptions right there. Uh, so they're building that chemistry and that rapport. So it, it's all really encouraging in my opinion. If you're sitting there as a member of the bills mafia saying, how's Josh Allen looking entering year three. I'll tell you what, that's like a hashtag. You could put rapport, rapport, rapport. Like this is what we really want to see him build with digs and just these new guys that are starting to get gelled in. And it's so funny. I, Brian Dable, if you're listening, okay. I have a feeling you're like stalking my Twitter or something. Cause I legit, I don't know if it's coincidence or not coincidence or not, but I was just like, if Josh Allen gets 45 pass attempts per game, I really do believe he's going to be able to average two to three touchdowns a game. And I brought a stat with, uh, you know, Drew Bledsoe. I mean, they would let him fling the ball all day long back in the day. And I was like, what if Allen had that many opportunities to try to get over 300 yards and, you know, have more efficiency in the red zone. And no and behold, I mean, you saw it ladies and gentlemen, and, uh, you know, nice strike there to Andre Roberts, uh, down the middle in the red zone. And that's what we want to see. We want to see that red zone. I've been preaching it for a while. I'm going to stand on that. Um, so I'm excited. And Ryan, you could have not said all of those details better. I mean, I could say them over again, but they wouldn't sound as official as your words. So how about we just jump into the next, uh, topic here and our, our favorite games, uh, that we think bills fans just really need to make sure they're on their calendar. So I'm going to begin with the LA Rams. I mean, this game for some reason has really grown on me. It's it's I'm calling it chapter two. <laughs> we have a formidable opponent, right? Got Jalen Ramsey and uh, you know, it's chapter two between Josh Allen versus Jalen Ramsey. And, you know, I feel like Jalen Ramsey has become Josh Allen's joker, you know, his Ultron, uh, uh, his villain, if you will. I feel like in that game, you can look back when Josh Allen was just, he was playing so fiery and he was playing like himself. I feel like if you can look at any vintage Josh Allen performance, although it wasn't number striking, right? He made plays happen that Tyrod Taylor couldn't do in the playoffs previous, um, in the year past. So it's, it was so interesting to see the contrast. Obviously it was, it was kind of a frustrating game to watch because it's like, okay, they're both three and seven, but you know, it, the, the, the talent was still there. I feel like, you know, you can't take that away from that game. And, um, you know, we all remember the two words, Jalen Ramsey was yelling at the bench, you know, you trash, you trash, you trash, whatever callback interception. And, you know, there's a lot of memories to take from that game, but let's talk about the Rams about, you know, what happened to them. I mean, they were eliminated by Jimmy G losing 34 to 31 on a last second field goal. And check this stat out. They're the only, they're only the second team since 2009 
to lose the Super Bowl and then miss the playoffs the following season. So one more point about this that I want to get into is I'm really interested on seeing how the offensive line is going to respond to Aaron Donald, especially without Feliciano. Um, You know, there's so many matchups that I'm looking at. I'm looking at the O-line against Aaron Donald. I'm looking at Jalen Ramsey versus Stefan Diggs. And I'm looking at how Josh Allen's going to be able to really dissect. I think they're going to be a good defense next year. Guys, they, this team that we're going up against in week three is coming after two divisional games, by the way. So the bills are going to have to put a lot of aces, um, you know, on the floor or excuse me, on the table, excuse me, to, uh, really beat you know, our division convincingly in the first two games. So they're going to be able to see a lot of what the bills have been working on. And, you know, it's going to be a mono mono game. And I think it might get really fiery really quick. So obviously a big momentum swing game. So what do you think, Ryan, as far as the Rams, should we kind of just look past this game? If we're looking at week seven, week eight, and you know, we're going through the season, is this a game you would just kind of walk over? Or do you kind of take this game a little serious? Oh, I would definitely take it seriously. I, I wouldn't walk over any game in the schedule just because of how, how difficult uh, the schedule actually looks on paper, but you know, you're right. They missed the playoffs Yeah, They did go nine and seven. And one of the big reasons though, they missed the playoffs this past season is look at the division they were in. You had the 49ers who, you know, reached the super bowl. You had the Seattle Seahawks who were, were in the playoffs. Uh, always seemed to be in that mix to be a super bowl contender. And then, yeah, the Cardinals weren't as good this past season, but there's a lot of young, promising talent there. So it's just a really tough division. It, they were kind of, uh, well, probably was the best overall division, top to bottom in the league last year. And mind you, I'm just saying that right now. I'd have to really go back and look and see all the other divisions. But in my opinion, it probably was one of the deepest divisions. But, you know, some of the talking points you brought up, Aaron, Aaron Donald, he is just a game changer, a game wrecker. Uh, running inside the tackles will be very difficult, especially like you said, you know, no Feliciano most likely in, in that one, uh, considering it'll be early on in the season and Feliciano really said week four is probably the earliest he would be able to return. Uh, so, you know, even as a Josh Allen as a passer, it might be more of a pass, uh, a quick pass game where Cole Beasley's a, a target underneath where they're going to hit that short intermediate game with, with Diggs and with Brown. Uh, that matchup though with the Rams will be a tough one. So maybe that's a game where Brown really gets fed the ball a lot. Dawson Knox gets some opportunities in there. And then obviously that one, two punch running back, uh, can, can be utilized as pass uh, catchers as well, because both have the ability to do so, but no, definitely not a game that I would overlook, you know, even though they missed the playoffs, like you said, was still a nine win team was still a team that has a really innovative, innovative young coach. You know, I think the big question with that Rams team, though, is Jared Goff and what they have there. Because, yeah, he, he looked really good year one under McVay. But last year, he really fell off quite a bit in terms of his overall play and his performance. And can the Bills take advantage uh their defense that is going against Goff? That's a really good point about Goff. I felt like he was almost playing a little bit in slow motion. Like maybe the NFL just started to catch up to him. And, um, you know, McVeigh, I think he's a great coach as far as how he can get players in position to make plays. But, you know, when, when you're not picking up what's happening on the other side, you can get exposed. And, um, so I think it's definitely a great matchup. So Ryan, how about you get into your first game on which one the bills fans should definitely get on their calendar? Well, I'm putting week one. I know it's against the jets. I know the jets aren't being talked about as a legitimate playoff team by any means. 
Uh, but but look at this past week. You have the Bills, who starting offense destroyed the second team defense. Twenty seven to three was the final score there. You flip it over to the alternative side of that with the Jets. The Jets starting offense, uh, three turnovers and six drives, three punts, uh, and the backups actually won the game twenty seven to nothing over the Jets starting team. So you know we're all kind of sitting back there laughing at at the woes of the Jets. But now week one, I want to see the bills actually put this to action, beat a team that really you should be able to beat Sam Darnold. Yes. He's shown some real flashes of talent, some promise there, but you're talking about a jets team that has no CJ Mosley that has no Jamal Adams because they traded him away to Seattle. So you, their top two playmakers on that defensive side of the ball, at least in name and, and based on track record will not be there. Uh, Quinn and Williams, maybe he becomes that guy on that defense, but he didn't, he had a really uneven rookie season. So I want to see Josh Allen go in week one home game. Yeah. No home field advantage necessarily because there's no, uh, fans in the stands, but I want to see that offense go in and take care of a defense. They should be able to take care of. Will Greg Williams throw some unique blitzes and looks at Allen? Without a doubt, it's what he does. It's what he's going to have to do to mask a lot of the holes on that defense. But it is still a game where Josh Allen should show up and he should be able to put up quality numbers, two to three touchdowns. Uh, maybe we, we're talking about that 300-yard game in week one in terms of actual on-the-field performance, not in a scrimmage. That's a game where I want to see the Bills put away the Jets and really get fans talking about, hey, you know, we've heard all about how this team's going to be contending in the AFC East and they're the favorites in the AFC East. I want to see them t- put the jets away in week one in convincing fashion, no 16, you know, or 17 point comeback games, no low scoring games where the defense holds on and the bills went out. I want to see a convincing double digit win for the bills in week one to get that momentum going for the team and to get that fan base really talking early on in the season. You know, I, I really do feel that there are Jets fans that may be listening and they're just like, we honestly don't kind of want to go nine to seven or 10 and six this year because we want to, we want to get rid of Adam Gase. <laughs> I think there's a lot of Jets fans that are just sick of the way the team is being run, especially with how much talent they've had. That's just, you know, it's gone. Uh, you know, it's, it's very sad if you're a Jets fan, um, you know, looking at your situation and, you know, I totally agree with you, Ryan. I think if, if Buffalo doesn't go in there and at least win, in my opinion, 27 to 10, 28 to 10, something like that along those numbers, I don't think we did a good enough job and we're going to have trouble in week four and week five. Um, you know, so definitely getting off to a hot start is extremely important, especially let's say we just win, you know, 13 to 10 or something like that. Then go to Miami, Miami beats us. Then we got to face the Rams. Something is definitely wrong. And, um, you know, I'm not going to believe that's going to happen. I do not believe we are the bills of yesteryears. So, uh, you know, I totally agree with what you were saying and, you know, I couldn't have said it better myself once again. (laughs) (laughs) So how about we jump into my sec, my second and final game here, December 7th against the San Francisco 49ers. Let me tell you something, guys, at first I was just so enamored with the idea of, oh man, see Josh Allen go, go, go up against, you know, Russell Wilson, but in all honesty, I really do think the matchup of Jimmy G versus Josh Allen could end up being a Super Bowl title. 
like situation. I, I, I really do feel, I'm not saying next year, you know, I'm not going to jump the gun. Maybe I'll jump the gun around week seven or eight and we start blowing people out. But I really do think maybe in the next two to three years, that is a very strong possibility with the way the bills are trending. Uh, you know, this is a very strong matchup game. You got Richard Sherman up against Stefan Diggs and my favorite matchup of all George Kittle versus the Italian stallion himself, Matt Milano, ladies and gentlemen, look, if you do not believe what I say, about Matt Milano being able to cover elite tight ends. You got to look at the tape on how he covers, um, you know, on cover one with Greg Tomset um, and Eric Turner, they do a great job and they break down how he was covering Gronkowski. And let me tell you something, Matt Milano is no joke going to flat out show out in that game and show bills fans and show the organization that they need him. And, um, you know, I think the matchups are endless in this game. I think it's going to be a smash mouth football game. Obviously they lost some depth at the defensive line, but that doesn't mean that that defensive coordinator will not bring them ready to play. So there are a lot of tests for Brian Dable this year, but you know, I think as long as we can build consistency, and I think that comes from one word that's called stability on offense. I think we're going to be fine. I think we're going to have a really good shot at winning that game. It could end up being a shootout because of, in my opinion, how evenly matched up we are against the 49ers. I really do feel that, uh, you know, they lost Emmanuel Sanders. So who Jimmy G is going to really trust throwing the football to it, it's, it's going to be up in the air. Uh, who knows who's going to emerge on the uh, wide receiver side of that team, but definitely something to mark on your calendar guys for December 7th. Uh, you know, everyone's always talking about the Kansas city game, the Seahawks game, you know, going against bill Belichick, but man, the 49ers, we haven't played them. I feel like it's been ages. Uh, so it's going to be been a while. It has been a while, right? It's like every time we play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I remember living in Florida, I was just like, Oh my gosh, I can go watch the game. And you know, I'm, I'm four years older. <laughs> so, you know, exactly. Literally the same situation. So Ryan, how about we get, give me your take. What do you think about the 49ers in the matchup against the Buffalo bills? Well, the one thing I really like about that matchup is it's going to be a real challenge for Josh Allen because that's a legitimate defense. That, that's a great defense. Uh, obviously with Bosa there, they have some guys on the inside on uh, that defensive line too, that can wreak havoc. Uh, it's just a, a very scary front. So it's a good test for the O-line. But it's also a good test for Josh Allen because uh, of the pressure he'll likely face in that game. You mentioned Richard Sherman on the back end of that defense in the matchup there. Uh, so it's just one of those games where we're going to see if Josh Allen's progression is truly where it should be at that point because you're going up against one of the best defenses in the league. And, and we did see last year with some of those top defenses how they could fluster Allen by, by throwing some pressure his way or whatever the case may be. So I would like to hope that this year with all those weapons with, with the amount of film he's been able to digest in his first few seasons, especially this summer uh, with, with there being no real football, hopefully that he's made the, those adjustments in his games, knowing, Hey, if they bring this kind of pressure at me, I need to get it out to the running back or I need to get it out quick to Beasley or on this kind of route. I need to call this kind of audible. So it, it, that's just a really good uh, test for Josh Allen, in my opinion. Now, mind you, also a good test for Buffalo's defense uh, against Jimmy Garoppolo and a team that has some some young and some promising players there on the offensive side of the ball as well. Awesome, awesome. So, Ryan, how about you give us your second and final game that you are definitely marking on your calendar? Oh, without a doubt, it's the Chiefs game on Thursday Night Football. You know, one. the the whole Allen Mahomes, two of the bigger arm quarterbacks in the league. They're not going to have their throw off there, but 
I'm sure we're going to see some fireworks from both of them in terms of stretching the field and getting the ball uh, down the field. But it's also just that benchmark game, that first quarter of the season uh, where you're going against the Super Bowl champions. And if you want to be considered a Super Bowl contender, you have to be able to hang with these guys. Uh, so I, you know, I'm not even necessarily saying the bills have to win this game, but if they do win this game, Holy cow, are, are we going to all be talking about Buffalo being a legitimate contender in the AFC? Uh, but if, if they're going in a shootout, if they're losing by a field goal or a touchdown, I still think you can come out of that game, uh, saying, you know, this team can hang with them. And, and I know that in 2020, we shouldn't be looking for moral victories. But if there is one game where you could leave it and say, you know, this is okay to have a moral victory, it's against Super Bowl champions. It's against a team that has a high-powered offense that I still think as good as Buffalo's defense can be and will be, they're going to give Buffalo's defense some fits. I'm not saying they're going to put up 30 to 40 points on Buffalo's defense. Uh, but we saw even the 49ers, after three quarters of really holding the Chiefs down, they couldn't do it for a fourth quarter. The fireworks went off, and that allowed the Chiefs to really make that comeback to win the game. So. Buffalo's defense can only do so much in these situations. I just think that early on in the year, if we want to know if, is this team legit, this is the game that you circle on that calendar and you find out shortly after Thursday night football. One of the reasons I really love it is there's not a lot of time for game planning for either team. The Thursday night game, it's just simply going to be both teams coming off of short rest, throwing their best haymakers and punches at one another. And we'll kind of see where everything, uh, settles when, when the dust is clear. Yeah. I'm going to say one thing about that game, Josh, don't pull a Jimmy. All right. <laughs> so if you got your boy, Stefan Diggs, wide open deep and the game is on the line, you better make that damn pass. I'm telling you right now, that was Jimmy G's game to lose in the Super Bowl. And oh, yeah. you know, that's, that's number one. Number two, I'm looking at the turnaround here. You got the Raiders right after the Rams game. Then you got the Titans. Is it me or do we just play the Titans like every single year. <laughs> it really does feel that way. You know, I feel, I almost feel like we're playing them so much. They're like in our division at this point, but you know, we're playing the Titans, which are a very formidable team coming off a very strong playoff stretch, uh, four days before that chiefs game. Then we're going to get some rest, uh, and then play the jets on the 25th, uh, 10 days later after the chiefs game. So that turnaround, Ryan, you know, what do you think about that? Because obviously been covering the, you know, sports and the bills for so long, like, have you seen that really affect teams and their performance on a primetime game? Oh, absolutely. You know, I think there's been a lot of sloppy Thursday night games because of the team, you know, one, the opponents teams are coming off of facing, uh, but two, just the lack of, of game planning. I've actually on social media the last few years have been a big advocate for getting rid of Thursday night football. NFL probably will never do it just because it makes them so much money, but the injuries that take place because the, the players aren't getting enough time to rehab and to nurse those injuries like you would over a full week. Uh, the, just the overall sloppiness because of the lack of preparation. I just feel like ugly football is generally played there, but I just want to see this matchup unfold in terms of the games ahead of time. You know, maybe the Raiders will, will shut me up, but I'm just not sold on them. I think that's a game that the Bills can handle and win. But you're right, the Titans game, that's a good team. That's a team that wasn't that far away from appearing in the AFC championship game. Or I'm sorry, or or contending, I should say, for to be in the Super Bowl um, this past season. There's a lot of talent there in the Bills. You're right. It seems that one, like they play them every single year. But two, it feels like they're always those ugly grind them out games that end up 14, 13, 16, 13, 16, 14, whatever the case may be. They're always ugly. They're also always close games. 
so that'll be a very tough game though, as, as well during that stretch of time. Amen to that. Hey, Ryan. So real quick, before we get out of here, how about you tell all the Buffalo rumblings listeners and bills fans and anyone listening alike, uh, where they can find all of your content that you do with Matt Perino and whatnot. Yeah, well, first, you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Talbot Bills. You can find our work at NewYorkUpstate.com or NYUp.com and Syracuse.com. And then you can find Shout, the Buffalo Football Podcast, on every major uh, podcast platform. So Spotify, Podbean, uh, you name it, iTunes. And then you can also find it on uh, YouTube. We, we usually do our live Wednesday night show. It's usually streaming on YouTube. Um Oh, Twitter, we, we have it streaming on there as well. And then also it's streaming on Facebook through, I'm blanking on the name of the, the program that we use with that uh, streams through Facebook now, but it, I can look it up. Periscope. That's it. There we go. It came to me. So nice, Periscope nice. as well. So <laughs> a lot of platforms, a lot of ways for you to digest that content. Check us out. Uh, if you're looking on the, the podcast platforms, like subscribe and review, it helps us out significantly. Awesome, Ryan. And uh, guys, listen, get off your TikTok on lunchtime, will you? Give Ryan and Matt Perino a listen on that shop podcast. Uh, I watch it all the time on YouTube and obviously all the other avenues you can access that. So don't forget that. And thank you so much, everyone, for listening to the Buff Hub on another weekend on Buffalo Rumblings. Have a great rest of your weekend and go Bills. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.